Welcome to a City Reading, Cork City Library's talking newsletter of library news and features. I'm Glenn, and our readers in this episode are myself, Mags, Anne and Michael. This month we bring you Part 2 and our step-by-step guide to researching your family tree by Jonathan Feely. Come Again by Robert Webb, book review by Fanula Ronan. Homeless Moments, Poems on Homelessness, and St. Peter's Church by Michael Lennon. step-by-step guide to researching your family tree by senior library assistant Jonathan Feely. Part 2 of a four-part series. In this episode, Jonathan looks at parish and religious records. Parish records. Parish records of baptisms and marriages will usually be the oldest records available to you. Most Catholic parish records date from the early decades of the 19th century Some of the records from urban areas are earlier than this and some records from rural parishes are later. The parish records of the Church of Ireland are usually older than Catholic records and may also have records of burials. Unfortunately, many of the parish records of the Church of Ireland were lost in the fire in the four courts in 1922. The representative church body based in Dublin is an excellent first stop for those searching in particular for Church of Ireland records which we will discuss later in the guide. It is almost essential to know the parish or parishes your ancestors came from. The old medieval Catholic parishes were retained by the Church of Ireland after the Reformation in Ireland. They were used subsequently as units of civil administration by the state and local governing bodies. So knowing which parish your ancestor came from is often the key to both church and civil records. You should note that the boundaries of Catholic parishes and Church of Ireland parishes that have the same names are not always identical. Civil parishes are usually identical with Church of Ireland parishes. The staff in the local studies department will be able to help you find the parish you are looking for, whether you know the name of the Catholic, Church of Ireland or civil parish. After a short time, you will be familiar with this yourself. The local studies department does not have copies of parish registers. Many of the parish registers for the Diocese of Cloyne have been indexed and the indexes are held by the Mallow Parish Centre. Staff at the centre will search the indexes for you on payment of a fee. The following three sections will discuss the digitised sources available to discover parish records. National Library of Ireland, Catholic Parish Registers. The National Library of Ireland has digitised many Catholic parish records in a scan format on their own site at registers.nli.ie. Church parish records of both birth and marriage records are the most important resource available to would-be genealogists. Due to the often turbulent history of Ireland, civil records in the form of census records or other similar administrative documents are rare before 1901. Similarly, even Catholic church parish records do not reach back through the years to any great extent due to religious persecution in the form of penal laws, which precluded any formal church which would have dealt with this formal administrative papers. The registers contain records of baptisms and marriages from the majority of Catholic parishes in Ireland and Northern Ireland up to 1880. Although civil registration of births, marriages and deaths began in 1864, records were not accurately kept for a number of years, so a cut-off date of 1880 was applied for the microfilming of registers. In addition, the wealth of parishioners was a contributing factor in the maintenance of registers. Wealthier Catholic merchants in cities and large towns were in a position to support the clergy and build churches during the mid-1700s, while in rural areas, 
poor farmers and labourers could not afford to do so until the mid-1800s. This fact is true of Cork, with many urban areas having significant earlier records than rural parishes, particularly in city parishes such as St Peter and Paul's. The site itself provides scanned copies of the original records and does not provide a search function. Thus, knowledge of what parish you are searching for is available. The quality of information contained for each parish is not consistent and the vernacular switches between Latin and English. As parish records are often the earliest one can search but regards family history, this site provides a fantastic resource and is available free of charge. In general, baptismal registers contain the following information. Date of the baptism, child's name, parents' names and sometimes mother's maiden name, names of godparents, sponsors, sometimes the place of residence is also included. Information contained in marriage registers includes date of marriage, names of bride and groom, names of witnesses, sometimes of the names of the parents and their place of residence is also recorded. Irish genealogy, church records. The Irish genealogy found at www.irishgenealogy.ie is a website that allows users the opportunity to search a wide range of record sources in their search of their Irish ancestry. The website is home to church records of baptism, marriage and burial from a number of counties. The site is maintained and run by the Department of Culture, Heritage and the Gaeltacht. With regards County Cork, there are church records digitised on Irish genealogy for the Diocese of Cork and Ross. This will allow researchers to find ancestors in the west and south of the county as well as the city itself. The Diocese of Kerry is also available on the site which includes a number of parishes in the northwest and west of County Cork. The church records available on this site are generally from circa 1800 to 1880. However, many variations exist with urban parish records generally beginning in the 1750s and rural parishes beginning as late as the 1830s. The main advantage to the Irish genealogy site for a researcher is the search function. One can specify a name, date range and what form of record one is researching. The site will also break down the records by diocese. Other denomination church records. Anglican, Church of Ireland parish records. The representative church body provides a genealogist with a focal point to find records for Church of Ireland parish records. Unfortunately, many Church of Ireland parish records were lost in the destruction of the Public Records Office of Ireland in 1922 during action during the Civil War. However, many of these parish records had duplicates which were kept in various locations such as the Northern Ireland Public Records Office of individual parish offices. The representative church body will not conduct individual genealogy searches but will help researchers to locate records that do exist and bodies which can conduct a search. Church of Ireland records generally reach back further than most Catholic parishes due to being the dominant government-sponsored religion in the 1700s until the ending of the penal laws. Representative church body can be found at www.ireland.anglican.org Presbyterian records These records are held in three main locations in local custody, in the Presbyterian Historical Society and in PRONI Methodist records Records of Methodist births, marriages and deaths which took place prior to about 1820 are found in Church of Ireland registers For details of surviving records after the state contact the Methodist Church in the area closest to your area of research. PRONI holds a county-by-county county listing of surviving registers for Northern Ireland. Quaker records. These records are held in two main repositories, 
libraries of the Society of Friends in Dublin and Lisburn. An extensive number of Irish Quaker records, including birth, marriage and death records and records of congregational meetings, have been digitised and are available on www.findmybest.ie. Jewish records. Inquiries about Jewish records should be addressed to the Irish Jewish Museum based in Dublin. Next episode, learn how civil and census records can help you research your family tree. Come Again by Robert Webb, a book review by Fanula Ronan. Come Again is a whimsical, funny, but sad tale of love lost and found anew by comedian Robert Webb. We are introduced to Kate, a grieving ex-karate champion in her early 40s, whose husband Luke has died from an undiscovered brain tumour. Her life is now a mess. She is about to quit her job and her days are spent in an alcoholic, guilty haze. Kate's plan of committing suicide once she has confronted her boss. She works as an IT consultant for a PR company over his dodgy dealings with a Russian gangster becomes unstuck and she quits. Kate wakes up one morning to find she has travelled back in time to 1992 and is just about to meet Luke for the first time. This novel explores new beginnings and reflects on whether falling in love with the same person is possible. Kate looks at Luke anew and finds him annoying. She muses about his unfinished novel that has eaten up 28 years of both of their lives and which has prevented him having a proper career. She decides that her mission is to fall in love with Luke in exactly the same way again, so that she can tell him he has the beginnings of a brain tumour, and ultimately save him from premature death. This of course proves tricky but entertaining, as Kate wrestles a world without mobile phones and Donald Trump, as she tries to negotiate being an 18-year-old student again. We bounce back to the present time later in the novel. Kate now tries to sort out her life and we accompany her on a karate-filled adventure in her bid to put everything to rights. Come Again by Robert Webb is available to borrow from BorrowBox, Cork City Library's e-book and e-audiobook app. Information on how to download BorrowBox is available from our website at www.corkcitylibraries.ie. Homeless Moments Poems on Homelessness from Three Cork Writers Homeless Moments is a book of poetry by New Cork poets Murty Kelleher, Sarah Ray and Kenny Morris. Murty, Sarah and Kenny share moments of their lives in an open and honest way. They reflect on family, fear, panic and hope, illustrating aspects of homelessness as it is today. All are regular visitors to Cork City Libraries and are part of a library family which extends to all corners of our city, places that encourage individual creativity and possibilities. We are delighted to bring extracts from a poem by each poet in this podcast. My Home by Murty Kelleher My home is a place of love and peace. Oh, how much I love it, as I can come and go whenever, with no pressure of time on my mind 
Like before, I have to get back fast or be on the streets. As when I am home, I can sit and watch TV and cook my own meals. I can have people over like my kids and other friends. When I had no home, I could not even do that. I am so happy to have a home. As I look on the streets to people who have no place to go, I get so sad and say that could have been me. My home is a place of love, hope, joy and happiness and no pain. I can rest and sleep in a warm room with heaters and photos of my kids and mom and dad who passed away. Looking at the stars by Sarah Ray. It's a cold winter's night looking at stars from one grey bump that is wet from rain. The person is sitting, looking up, wishing one day she gets a home and job. For now, she sits in her blue jacket and red pants looking at stars. I think when I look at this, it makes me overthink. What's she thinking because she looks at the stars on a cold night? I think she's looking for home when she looks at the stars. Why are you looking at the stars? What's the reason for this cover? I would like to help this person out, looking for that wish star. I sit here on a grey cold path, she thinks, waiting for someone to find me in this dark night. She hopes, because she's shy, to go find food, while she waits for food to come. She looks up to think and say, why me? All I want is a home, hot meal and a nice job. Over and Under Sunlight Bridge by Kenny Morris Over and under sunlight bridge in a zone where terms and conditions don't apply. A space of solitude to the naked eye where we communicate with little or no talk and every day is an avalanche of elaborate thought and there's no such thing as a magistrate's court. Where words are like butterflies, whatever the season, and children are children with no rhyme or reason. In a world unrecognised by most, where a ghost is a ghost is a ghost and the dead are looking to a lover's discourse. Homeless Moments was published in 2020 by Cork City Libraries and Focus Ireland, coordinated by Paul Casey and funded by Dormant Accounts Fund. St Peter's Church and an unusual occurrence, a premature burial, in 1753. As early as the 12th century, St Peter's Church, located at the North Main Street, was one of the most important ecclesiastical sites in the medieval city of Cork. This area is steeped in history. The earliest map of Cork, namely the Tower of London map, circa 1545, clearly shows St Peter's Church and its adjoining laneway with tower in situ. The early church was a Gothic structure containing several small chapels and oratories. Its historic importance is recorded by such major events as the election of the Lord Lieutenant of Ireland. Francis Tuckey, in his Cork Remembrancer of 1837, chronicles that in 1381 the bishops of Ossory, Cork, Cloyne, Lismore, Waterford and Limerick and the Earl of Ormond and Mayor of Cork assembled at St Peter's Church. The unanimous decision of the delegation was the election of John Colton, Dean of St Patrick's and Lord Chancellor of Ireland to the lofty position of Lord Lieutenant of Ireland. 
Unfortunately, by 1683, the church had fallen into some disrepair and the old belfry was taken down and completely rebuilt. In 1750, the historian Charles Smith visited the church. He recorded gravestones dating back to 1500. The most influential of Cork's families were buried in St Peter's graveyard over the centuries. The oldest existing headstone dates to 1683 and it records the death of William Rogers. In the year 1753, it is recorded that Francis Taylor was buried in St Peter's graveyard to the rear of the church at Grattan Street. And in the following morning, much to the astonishment of passers-by, he was found sitting up in his grave. His cap and shroud were torn to pieces. His coffin was broken. One of his shoulders was much mangled. His hands were full of clay and blood was observed running from his eyes. This was the result of being buried alive and he was extremely lucky to survive his entombment. The name Francis Taylor appears again in the burial register of the 19th of September 1776. Could this be the same person who had survived an earlier interment 23 years previously? In a further coincidence, a Joseph Taylor published a book in 1816 entitled The Danger of Premature Interment proved from many remarkable instances of people who have recovered after being laid out for dead and of others entombed alive. This book was a bestseller taking advantage of the widespread fear of premature burial. Is it possible that this author may have been a relative of the Joseph Taylor who was buried alive in Cork in 1753. In 1782, the old church was demolished to make way for a new building. While St Peter's was being rebuilt, the railings and figures on the Dean family vault were removed for safekeeping. Unfortunately for the Dean family, some opportunistic thieves struck and stole the leaden coffins of Sir Matthew Dean and his lady wife. The new church was completed in 1788, but the foundations could not support the heavy metal belfry and it had to be removed. By 1613 the church walls had bulged considerably and the parishioners considered it unsafe to attend service. Down through the years many modifications were carried out to strengthen its walls and foundations and having served the people of Cork for over 800 years, St Peter's deconsecrated in 1949. After its deconsecration it was utilised as a warehouse by the Munster Furniture Company for storing furniture. But it was badly neglected and heading towards dereliction. Fortunately it attained a new lease of life when it was restored and it is currently home to St Peter's Exhibition and Event Centre. That's all for now. For information, opening hours, or contact details about Cork City Libraries, visit our website at www.corkcitylibraries.ie or follow us on social media channels. Music is by Chris Toomey from his album Midnight on the Water. 
Thanks for listening. Slán!